Hello, and welcome to You Philosopher. So today I want to talk about a song. And um, it's really blown up the charts and there's been a fair amount of conversation about it because it's contentious. And that's the song This Is America by Childish Gambino. And so the first thing that I should offer here in talking about it, because really part of what we want to push on is what is it saying that this is America, is the fact that I basically have absolutely no right to talk about the song on almost every level. Um, so one reason why I say that is just because I know so little about this particular musical genre. And uh, for two, and perhaps more importantly, is it seems fairly clear from both the lyrics and the imagery of the song that the song is addressing issues of race specific to the black community. And in saying that, I realize I am already frustrating some people who might view this, insofar as there is, particularly amongst conservatives, a strong feeling of censorship. Oh, I don't have a right to talk about this. I don't have, we're being censored. We're being told that we can't speak about these things and the liberal media um, will censor us, but allow um, people to talk about things that they approve of. And so I guess I want to first just very briefly clarify what I mean when I say I don't really have a right to talk about it. What I mean when I say I don't have a right to talk about it is the way that anyone would mean when they really don't know an experience particularly well. And I think that's something that everyone, both conservative and liberal, has done. That kind of annoyance that you experience when someone says, oh, I know what you're going through, or I've been there, right? Or someone acts as if they know exactly how you're going to feel. So perhaps you're younger than them. And they're like, well, someday you're going to change your mind or someday you're going to want this or someday you're going to regret this, so on and so forth. So the feeling that we know how other people feel, simply put, is arrogant. And we all know that. Whenever we deal it with it in our interpersonal lives, we recognize the arrogance there. So I think it's very important for me just to begin with saying, I do not know the experience of what it's like to be a black man in the United States, nor do I know what it's like um, to be a woman in the United States. And I don't really feel like that's a bad thing or I'm being censored by saying that. If, if anything, I'm still walking... <laughs> in uh, the footsteps of all these philosophers who talk about things that they don't really know, <laughs> right? Uh, to talk about a musical form that I don't know particularly well. Philosophers have most likely a bad habit to talk about things that they don't know well. So basically, I just want to be able to offer not insight into something that I can't know, but offer insight into my own experience and my own understanding of this song. In other words, so if someone is wondering, well, what, uh, what does a white male philosopher experience when experiencing this song? Well, here's what he's experiencing, as opposed to my telling you, oh, when you watch this and when you listen to it, here's what this means. Because the immediate question is, well, how do you know, Nick? And an interpretation of any art is already difficult enough. But how do, how do I know um, that this is what it means when I don't have the experiences that I might be trying to relate it to? So simply put, I want to be uh, 
respectful there. And, and moreover, I think it's important also to note just in, these, in, this, in this vein that there's nothing wrong with recognizing that we don't know a particular experience well. And I think then trying to exercise empathy. In other words, trying to recognize the fact that, okay, I do not know what it's like to be this person. I do not know what it's like to have this experience. This is probably why the things that that person is doing seem so foreign to me or insane or unreasonable. So instead, my job becomes, well, let me assume that other people are generally at least trying to be reasonable and that my own experience then is what's preventing me from seeing the reason. My own experience is what's preventing me from understanding where they're coming from. So what can I do to try and empathize? What can I do to try and put myself in their shoes? So, okay. So anyways, having said all that, let's take a look at the song. If you haven't watched it, right, maybe you've heard it, but you haven't watched it or you haven't experienced it at all, please go do so. You know, go do so now because nothing that I'm saying will really make a whole lot of sense if you haven't haven't seen the video. But just fair warning, it's intense, right? There's definitely not just violence, which to be honest, we seem really oddly comfortable with here in the States through our consumption of media, but also just imagery and concepts that we might be uncomfortable with ranging from issues of masculinity to the treatment of children to issues of race and violence and that might be speaking to our own cultural experience so what is it that this is america is saying america is to me well one thing that speaks immediately to me in a really interesting way is is that the song opens with what i can only presume the average white American hears as being some sort of traditional African music. Um, and so you hear that and in fact you see like an empty chair and a guitar and it's a very pretty image. And then you see a man, a black man, walk up to it and he's dressed in a way that we might, again, um, if we are average white Americans or something along those lines, see as, oh look, he's kind of dressed the way an African uh, Nigerian would dress or, or uh, a South African would dress or someone from Africa would dress. And in other words, both the, the, the melodic content and the visual content is catering to a particular mass-consumed perspective on Africa what Africans look like, how they dress, what African music sounds like, so on and so forth. And I think people listening to it, well, the first thing that maybe kind of happens that messes with their head a bit is, is then we then we see um, Childish Gambino come on. And, and speaking of my ignorance, I don't even know if I'm saying his name correctly. Like, how horrific is that? But I know nothing here. But... So we see him come in and he starts dancing and, what's in, and there's tremendous vulnerability there. He, he has his shirt off. The first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh, well, what a, what a brave singer, what a brave actor, because we're so used to seeing people at this point who when their shirts are off are like chiseled and you know they have the six pack abs and so on and so forth. And he's an attractive man. Um, his body isn't the superhero that we're being exposed to with regularity. And then he starts dancing in, in these ways that again seem almost uncomfortable, as if he's being moved um, not by choice. Uh, sometimes he seems like he's enjoying it, and then sometimes he'll make faces of kind of distortion. He's like he's being pulled one way and pulled another. And then we see him, and again in a rather beautiful way, uh, 
step up towards the man who had been um, playing the guitar, who's, who's gone out of the scene for a moment. The man is now in a hood, the way that we might see terrorists place victims or kidnapping victims in hoods before they're about to execute them. And um, the singer pulls out a gun and shoots him. And so, boom. So you have this really powerful and uncomfortable juxtaposition that happens immediately of this beautiful melody and these comfortable, you know, African um, stereotypes. And then, okay, it gets a little awkward with the dancing, but, you know, you still have this attractive person doing it. And then, boom, we see someone shot and we see blood. But I would like to suggest that this is before that that even before this happens the song is really already interesting and playing with our heads a bit insofar as the lyrics that are being sung in that supposedly african melodic style are um are let me check here go away go away yeah 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 go away go away um so who's being told to go away is it um me the viewer is it um something that's being sung to African people or to uh, to members of the black community, are they being told? In other words, are they singing what they've heard over and over again, which is reminiscent of the idea that blacks should go back to Africa, which was a really strong movement um, only maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago, this idea that blacks should return um, to Africa as if that is actually their home. Um, or is it something that they're saying to the white community, assuming that we even want to divide this along racial lines. But are they saying, like, go away, like, leave us alone? And so then this man is shot, and that's the first time we hear, this is America. And so we're left in a position now of having to wonder, well, is, okay, so what is being said about, are we terrorists? Is America violence? What in, what in fact does this mean? And so now the song then and the video progresses from there in some really interesting ways. Um, now you start seeing people dancing and our singer continues to dance as tremendous violence takes place behind him. There's all of this violence that's happening behind him and then some like school children join him for the dancing which given recent instances with school shootings is a, is, is a little bit of an uncomfortable thing to see. There's this violence going on in the background. Sorry about the continuity issue there. Had a bit of a, a technical problem. Um, so yeah, so we see these children dancing with all of this, you know, these young people are dancing with all this violence behind them. And uh, that's certainly uncomfortable to see. So the song continues on and the lyrics again are both opaque but powerful and can be in interpreted in many ways. So we have lyrics that are, are telling us um, we just want a party, party just for you. We just want the money, money just for you. Um, and so one wonders, well, is this is this the black community speaking to the white community? What's being expressed there? In my own conversations with members of the black community, it seems as if it suggests both a certain level of how the white community perceives the black community, or at least how the white community, how, how the black community thinks the white community perceives them. Um, and how the black community is encouraged by the white community to, to think of themselves um, in terms of, well, you know, we just want to have a nice time too. We just want to party. It's all about the money, especially if you look, and I think there's a lot of issues of media here in this video. Um, if, if you look at the way uh, much hip hop uh, 
projects what blacks want. There's a lot more discussion of money than there than you'll get in, in, in other kinds of music here in the States on average, right? So uh, in country music, you tend to hear a lot about loss and identity um, and, you know, maybe alternative, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of um, issues of pain and angst. Um, when you listen to uh, most pop music, it tends to be about love. So the hip hop often discusses money and identity through um, power and money. And this is interesting to me because the song addresses this again, repeated in interesting ways. In other words, you see the white community telling the black community with regularity, get a job, get your own money. You just want a handout. And so the difficulty, of course, is, is that when members of the black community try to do so, when they try to participate in um, the white production of wealth, they're often rejected or um, mistreated or treated as if they're just um, trying to impose themselves in a space that they don't really belong. And so that really weird feeling of, well, you're supposed to have money to have worth. And if you look at our treatment of like the homeless and the poor and the underprivileged in general, you see that, you know, it's, it's hard to get a job if you don't have a job. It's hard to get a job if you don't have a suit. You know, we really judge people based on their finances. And so this idea, well, like you need to go to get a job. You're not working hard enough. We don't want to just give it to you for free. But then when members of the black community try and enter into the community of wealth, they have been, at least historically, rejected over and over and over again. And that brings to mind a really important concept, which is the issue of um, exclusivity. Um, if you talk about an exclusive club or an exclusive restaurant, that's a really great phraseology. Oh man, I got into this exclusive club, I got into this exclusive school, I got into you know this exclusive restaurant, yeah, I've got us you know seats there. But exclusive literally means to exclude. It's, uh, it has its roots in excluding specifically members of the black community. So to, to live in, in an exclusive neighborhood literally meant to be living in one that specifically went out of its way to try and prevent blacks from living there. And we seem a little bit farther away from that, but you don't have to go that far back. I remember watching an episode of Family Ties, which was a popular show in the 1980s. And um, they had a whole episode about um, blacks moving into the neighborhood and the way that so many people were responding poorly to that um, because integration is uh, actually still relatively new and in fact there is still an issue in which we recognize the fact that it does seem like as blacks move into an area whites tend to move out and that when people look at an area in terms of is it a good area or a bad area that one of the things that they look at is race and if they're driving through a city and they see um, many black people, the tendency is to roll up the windows and lock the doors and to view it as, well, it's got to be more impoverished and it's got to be uh, more violent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the discussion of money tends to be a major theme throughout this song, through This Is America. And, and this, that's certainly important because if there's a way of defining um, the United States, one clear concept that seems really important to us is money. So we begin with, with violence and this perspective on, on terrorism that makes us wonder, like, are, are, are we suggesting that um, 
we are terrorizing African imagery. Um, and interestingly enough, it's a black man who does the shooting, right? So it, it could be really easy, I think, for white viewers to kind of go, oh, look at this. This is just, um, again, the mistreatment of the police and the mistreatment of the country by the black community, but a black man's the one who does the shooting. And so it makes it a lot harder, I think, just to blow it off as another complaint about the United States. So we move into the, this, these tropes about money and finance and, well, what is it that we want? which seems to almost speak to like, well, we just kind of like want our, our slice of the pie as well. And um, the issue becoming one of how does one obtain the money and why is it so obscenely important here in the United States that this seems to be something we just kind of like revolve, revolve our entire culture around, that if you don't have the money, you don't really have worth. And for me, the most telling moment of that discussion is um, when you see this choir singing. So we move back into this music that might be considered um, like comfortably African or something for the white viewer. But again, if you listen to the lyrics, what's being sung at that particular time is um, get your money, black man, get your money. Um, so it starts with this, you know, tell somebody, which is reminiscent of a lot of songs that take on, you know, like go tell it on the mountain or something like that, go tell somebody. But instead of what's being told is the gospel or a religious notion, it's go get your, go get your money, black man. And again, I think that this speaks to the way the white community speaks to the black community. Like, well, go make some money, you know, so on and so forth. We're not really gonna be comfortable with letting you do that, but you better go do it because we don't want to give it to you. But the lyrics specifically say, my grandma told me. So if it's a black man singing this and presumably his grandmother is also black, that means that the black community is also being told within itself, well, you need to go, you need to get to on the grind, so to speak, right? You need to go get your money. And so then um, the singer shoots everyone in, in, in the choir and then just continues to move on with um with the dancing and the singing and again we have mention of something that's reminiscent of terrorism because there's mention of gorilla um which of course brings to mind gorilla gorilla warfare and so well since there's also mention of of the police in the song are we talking about something that's connected to guerrilla warfare being fought here in the United States between the police and the black community. Um, and I think it is also important to note that the use of the word guerrilla is a little scary because of the constant comparison with members of the black community to apes. And um, whilst it might be whilst it might be the case that that's not what's being gestured towards here um it is an interesting choice of, of verbiage right so when we continue to look on and 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 read the lyrics and and, and watch it in the end it starts to tie together and the singer tells us and, and, and there's a point where he's, he's running away. He's being chased by people. The violence has finally come for him, right? So he's been dancing through this, been an active participant in it, and now it's coming for him. So this is the first time where we really see that fear where he's no longer just kind of showing disdain for it or uncomfortability, but now it's coming for him. And we are told, you're just a black man in this world. You just a barcode. You just a black man in this world. 
driving expensive foreigns, you just a big dog. I kenneled him in the backyard, no proper life to a dog for a big dog. And so by my lights, and again, not really having a whole lot of context to go by, a lot of what's being expressed here isn't just the perspective of the white community on the black community, but the black community's perspective of itself. And the way that if you look at the comfortable treatment of African and, and black concepts, both in terms of the start of the song and then the kind of stereotypical choir that's singing. And again, the white community is likely to be comfortable with that, but then they're shot. Um, that there is this idea of if the black community does not participate in the ways that we are comfortable with, with the stereotypes that we in the white community have generated for them, that they are not welcome here and that they need to go back, um, that they are basically at war and that they are at cultural war with our society. And that there's been, I suggest, a real kind of push to turn the black community against itself, to have uh, blacks fighting about the best way to integrate into society. And as long as they're fighting amongst each other, the white community can continue to point towards the violence and the, the, the lack of cultural co cohesion as if it's a problem with the black community that isn't really being caused and promoted by the white community. Um, and what is particularly powerful here is, is the, the fact that the song doesn't seem to hold back from laying concerns and blame at the feet of the black community in terms of things like, you know, driving export, you know, expensive cars or being a big dog, but also doesn't shy away from the creation of the black community as um, just, you know, you're just a black man and you're just a barcode. Um, I'd like to think that this speaks to a broader issue than just race, but the, the treatment of, of everyone who doesn't really get to be on the inside of the community, which isn't um, isn't just uh, members of the black community. It also includes like poor whites and many other groups of people who are on the outside. Um, and the realization that they're just barcodes, that they're, that they're not full persons and that they're just, and as demonstrated kind of in the way that the singer begins dancing, kind of just being jerked around, being pulled one way or the other. And that if they don't participate in the ways that the established community um, likes that they are going to be um, they're they're going to be wiped out and perhaps even by members of their own group and so this all just kind of comes to a head with the realization of well this is America being a a whole series of things right you don't get one kind of final answer of what is it saying this is America is. But it seems to me to suggest that this is America is a place that we've created. This, that we can't escape the fact that the song is regularly kind of pointing towards itself and pointing towards the black community as well as to the white community. That this is America is, is a place that we all as Americans have created for ourselves that is not safe for our children, um, that places money before people and 
encourages people to hate themselves. Encourages people to, to feel as if they can never really be a member of the community and, and to hate who they are. And none of that would be possible, by the way, if there wasn't so much potentiality, if we didn't have so, so much good here and so much potential good. One of my favorite book series points out that if you really, really want to hurt someone, you don't take away, you don't just take away something they love, you take away something they love and give them back, give it back to them broken. Um, and if you really want to do them damage, make them feel like they're the cause of the brokenness in the first place. So this makes me wonder if part of what's being suggested by this song is if we are in fact creating for ourselves a country and a culture in which we break it for others and then ask them why they're unhappy with it and why they continue to break it themselves. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, um, especially given my overwhelming ignorance on, on the issue and on the song. So by all means, feel free to correct me. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week.